Hello, Rich Grimshaw here with my daily podcast practice for Sunday, February 28th, 2021, last day of February, and the the first day of the second week of my podcast. I've I've done this for seven consecutive days. This will be the eighth consecutive day. I'm kind of proud of that. I got to tell you that there's a certain thrill to waking up in the morning and finding my very own podcast in my podcast feed. A little more about that as we get into the rest of the podcast, because we're going to continue with the article that we started two days ago, seven things you should do in the morning if you want more energy. I would say you could do rather than should. I don't like the should word, but that's me. All right, so we're on number five. Be mindful of your sugar intake. I agree. Do Watch that because breakfast is a bad time for sugar. Okay, it says sugar isn't the enemy by any means, but it can have an effect on your energy levels. Sure can. When you eat a lot of sugar, your body produces high amounts of insulin to pull the sugar out of your blood and into your cells. The overproduction of insulin leads to a sugar crash, making you feel tired, hungry, and craving more sugar to bring your blood sugar levels back up. Experts don't believe the goal should necessarily be to avoid sugar altogether. After all, who doesn't love a morning pastry? Yeah, really, like a cinnamon bun? Mmm... Instead, consider ways in which you can cut down on added sugar in the morning because breakfast does tend to be a pretty big culprit. I, I agree. that That's just cultural. Now, years ago, decades ago, I stopped drinking orange juice because it's not healthy. There's just a whole bunch of sugar in that. I don't eat breakfast cereals anymore. In fact, my my breakfast routine is pretty spartan. Usually a single boiled egg, hard-boiled egg, And now that's being supplemented with 8 to 10 blueberries because Jan thinks I need the antioxidants. And she's probably right. And thank you, Jan, for taking care of me on that. And that's pretty much it. Now, when it comes to be lunchtime around noon or 1 or 2 or whenever lunchtime is, I'm surely very hungry. And while I won't go for sugar, I will go for carbohydrates. But Okay, that's a different story. So, number five, be mindful of your sugar intake. I totally agree. Do that. Item number six, ignore your phone. And by this, I think they mean not your landline, but your smartphone. When you reach for your phone first thing in the morning, you're essentially letting someone or something else dictate the first thoughts and feelings you have, whether because you're scrolling through social media or you're checking the latest headlines. You're certainly not alone. Two-thirds of Americans say they feel, quote, worn out, unquote, by news fatigue. Hmm. I don't know that I'm worn out by news fatigue, but I'm, I find myself mindlessly checking news feeds, and I would like to break that habit. So let, let's see how that goes. I will try and report. You don't necessarily have to go cold turkey, but do think about setting some boundaries that make sense for you. A calm start to the morning, away from scrolling through social media or responding to work emails, can give your mind a chance to hone focus. Well, I'll tell you, my morning routine, as I said before, is throwing my legs over the side of the bed, landing them on the floor, and finding my way to the bathroom. I usually fire up the iPad and get my my podcast feed going because I like to listen to podcasts in the morning. There's something that is calming to me about just another human voice talking, which is a big reason that I started this podcast. And and I will confess, 
For the past seven days, there's been a big thrill for me in firing up my podcast feed and finding my own damn podcast there. I kind of like that. It's kind of like the engineer in me going, you know, if you do this, you will get this result. And then seeing that played out every day as affirmation. I like it. And finally, number seven, spend some time really getting to know your own preferences. What works for one person in the morning won't work for another, which is why all three experts interviewed for this piece emphasized that some deliberate trial and error is a very good thing. Change up your routine a bit, starting with one habit at a time. Pick whatever one seems easiest to you, then see what happens. Here's one really simple example. My favorite quick and easy meal in the morning is fruit and yogurt, said uh, Nelson, and I don't remember Mr. or Mrs. It's a Ms. a woman, Ms. Nelson, who said she opts for 2% Greek yogurt, which offers a bit of protein and fat. I'm, I'm on board with that. But she also acknowledged that yogurt doesn't sit well with everybody. Others might want to try toast with some peanut butter or eggs or something else entirely. The overall idea is to get a sense of your baseline and then spend some time making basic tweaks and just seeing what feels good and what doesn't. Play around with it. Some people likely notice that they feel different or not pretty soon after making changes to what they eat and drink and how they structure their mornings. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to experiment. Go with it. It's only your life. My goodness, you can you can afford to change something up. All right, that was a nice article. We're done with that. We'll have to find one again for tomorrow. This was seven things you should do in the morning if you want more energy from HuffPost.com, a Pulitzer Prize winning website, I should add. Let's go to 350 good questions to ask. Question number 85. Do you eat food that's past its ex... Let's straighten out the tongue. Here we go. Do you eat food that's past its expiration date if it still smells and looks fine? And I don't think I would rearrange that sentence because it's not not asking for an extreme. But I would respond with, oh, hell yeah. I would eat a food that's past its expiration date. I mean, the expiration date is a little bit artificial anyhow. I think the better question is, would you eat a food that has an expiration date? That's, That's the real question. Because if you have a food that's got an expiration date, it is a processed food with all kinds of chemicals and preservatives, and you want to wonder whether you should put you should be putting that into your body. I'll confess, I do. It doesn't bother me. I don't eat a lot of that, but I eat probably more than is good for me. Thanks again to my wife, Jan, who fixes us healthy, natural meals all the time. She shops for fresh produce. Now, we, we eat meat, okay? We're not vegan. We're not vegetarian. And meat does have an expiration date. Okay, I, I get that. That's that's legitimate. But Twinkies or breakfast cereal or something in a can, a canned soup or otherwise packaged with an expiration date, yeah, you know, that, that means it's got some stuff in it. But if it wasn't for Jan, I'll tell you, I would be, I would eat out of a box all the time. I just can't stand to prepare food. I do not like to go shopping for food. Uh, so I, rather than eat out of, out of a box, I might just be going through the drive-thru all the time. Who knows? That's a hypothetical. But do you eat food that's past its expiration date if it still smells and looks fine? And my 
response is, oh, hell yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. <laughs> so thanks again for dropping by to my mostly daily podcast practice. I'm glad you're here. I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I want to let you know that if you want to, you can subscribe because it is absolutely free. And we deliver all over the world every single day, and we don't charge any shipping. So there you go. That's what you get. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.